your best one though. I want to hear your best. Ooh, ah, ah, ah. Um, I can only do bad ones. No, give me a good one though. <sighs> only if you do. You have to This will be up. this will be how we start the episode. R U A and then intro music. I'll sick them up. Hello and welcome to another edition of Thoughts from Player One, the bi-weekly podcast where we take one in-depth look at a generally story-focused video game. Uh, as always, I am Alex. I'm Duncan. And this week we played Doom. Fine. Doom was released May 13th, 2016. It's available on the PlayStation 4, Xbox One, and PC. It was produced by id Software, published by Bethesda Softworks, and it is about $59.99, um, at least on Steam. I can't speak to PS4 and Xbox One. Gotta pick it up by that GameStop. Nobody's picking anything up at GameStop anymore. That's just fucking <laughs> true. Nobody's going in GameStops unless they're buying, like, fucking Amiibos and stupid Zelda t-shirts and shit like that. Yeah. When's well, the last time you were in a GameStop? Um... To pick up Pokemon Sun, I oh, think. Sure. Nice. Yeah, yeah. That wasn't that wasn't a bad experience. What about you? <laughs> Is this what we're doing? <laughs> no, it's not. I was just fucking curious because like nobody goes to fucking GameStop anymore. It was like a week ago, two weeks ago for me, and I was like, this place oh. fucking sucks. What did this you place pick up there? Sh- I didn't. I just we were in a mall, Uh-oh. went to the GameStop, and I was like, around. man, this place fucking sucks. Yeah, but it's not great. No, it's not. But uh, at any rate. The game yeah. we played, Doom. Well, first off, we're well aware that this is a week late. I'm oh yeah, go ahead and I'm apologize sorry, about that. I'm yeah. sorry. I want to. It was Duncan's fault. I want to get really close to the mic and apologize to you, man to man, woman to man to woman. Any anybody who's listening, um, I had a um, severe case of conjunctivitis, uh, which plagued my left and right eye. I was unable to see, thus unable to play video games, and uh, that's my excuse. If you want, I'll mail you a uh, doctor's excuse that I obtained. Just give me your address, and I will mail you a copy. Okay? All uh-huh. right. Can you email me a copy? Or physically mail me a copy? Uh, uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> you fuck. <laughs> You're not my boss! <laughs> No, They're my bosses. Our no. listeners are my boss. Okay, well, we're not making any money, so I don't think anyone's our boss just yet, but yeah. whatever. Not that um, you know of. That's true. I'll be fucking pissed if you're holding out on me. Yeah, yeah. Um, so this game, this game's about, about you know, like, hate, Satan, hell, stuff like that. Um, demons. You know, the like. dark arts. Um, <laughs> you know, I personally have a dark arts story, but Alex came unprepared for class, so that's not true. I prepared very heavily um, because <laughs> I studied up on the dark arts and realized that they weren't for me. So oh. I did not engage in them, save the one Dude, time when like... I was in third grade and said <laughs> Bloody Mary three times in the bathroom while spinning around and did not get murdered by a person with a knife afterwards. Mm. So I think you're living the life as a ghost right now. Oh, my that's the God. Problem. Next level um, plot twist. Th- you know that that whole like I'm not interested in it, so I don't have to bring something about it is something I wish I could use at school. 
That's you know what I mean? What like, I like I didn't, said. I didn't have an interest in in Hamlet, so I didn't write a paper on it. That's, that's fucking, I played the game for this week. You were just like, oh, did you ever like fucking do anything with the dark arts? Did you ever sell your soul to the coven? And I was like, no, and called me a bitch and said I fucked up. Yeah, hell, well, man? you are kind of a bitch, but anyways, <laughs> you're gonna let me call you out like that. Um, Jesus. So I had an experience in the sense that I went to a, a, a dark art store, magic store, not Magic the Gathering for clarification. That would be a very boring story. But mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Just uh, like this one so far. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so he, uh, <clears throat> this store had like a doorbell at the front of it and, and the, like the front door was locked and it was just like ring the door and I'll come down and unlock the door and let you walk through the shop. Okay. So, you know. This is this is out of curiosity that we were going here for, um, and, mm-hmm. and yeah, it seemed like the store that up. they kill you at. Just yeah, saying. exactly. <laughs> so this this very older, crazy looking man, you know, opens the door, and in his hand he has a small plastic pill cup, and inside the pill cup are sliced strawberries, and he goes, "Can I offer you a strawberry?" <laughs> No, he didn't. No, yes, he, he did. didn't. Stop That's lying. real. That was a hundred percent real. So uh, I obviously declined the strawberry. Uh, one of one of my friends at the time did grab a strawberry and eat it. He is he's still alive. She is still alive to this day. So we're good. Okay. Uh, so but, the strawberry was just drugs. Then is that what happened? It was or? just. It was just a strawberry. But. But at the time, I don't know what it was. He might have put a hex on the strawberries. Oh, Not sure. Um, That's you actually know, great The story already. itself. Huh? That's so good. That's Yeah. You, that shouldn't be a thing that happens. This is the beginning <laughs> of the fairy was. tale. Like, knock on the door three times, and when the old man <laughs> offers you a delectable treat, don't turn it down. <laughs> Or you, I think I like low key offended him by not taking the strawberry. Yeah, you also low key got yourself fucking cursed. Good job. <laughs> Probably. Um, you think that pink eye was just a mistake? No, man. It was a slow like, burn. <laughs> Two year burn. And uh, the, the store is pretty normal, but like the, the top things that interest me were like kits that, um, so like it was a, it was a ritual kit for making someone fall in love with you or like making insane amounts of wealth and you just did what it said and it would grant it to you which is pretty sweet i actually I mean, picked that, one of those up i mean literally yeah. i mean the kit was like 20 dollars for the money one i could just you know buy the 20 dollar kit go home make a million dollars that's pretty that's fast true around. why was he selling the kits instead of just using them <laughs> <laughs> well they're not meant for him Oh, I the guess. kit chooses its owner, I understand. <laughs> we got kid. a Harry Potter wand type situation going on yeah. here. <laughs> he had a bunch of other shit, but I'm a, I'd rather just talk about the game. But it was it was, it was pretty funny. I enjoyed it. That's fucking great. I, I wish did... I would meet a fucking fairy old man like that that offers me treats and invites me into a forbidden realm. Yeah. Shit. I did buy something from there. I bought some Nordic rune stones. They're pretty cool. Do they? Mm-hmm. Do they, they tell they fortune. 
Oh, yeah, you nice. like you like pick three out of the bag, and that's supposed to be like the person's fortune and the runes mean certain things. How come you've never read my fortune? Because uh, you never asked. I didn't. Also, I, I lost like two of them. Walk into your house and be like, "Yo, do you got any Nordic rune stones in here? I need to know what's going on." <laughs> I lost two of them as well, so I was told wow. that if it's an incomplete set, it won't work. Well, yeah, I mean, otherwise you're gonna get just like a half fortune, and that's no good for anyone. Yeah. This is true. At any rate, you want to talk about Doom? Like, Not I mean, really. I'm good still talking about like an old dude selling magic because that's like that's pretty fucking good. I'm just kidding, guys. I want to talk about Doom. It's a game that we wanted to talk about. It's the title. It's what you came for. We can't deny that. Hmm. You took on kind of a weird voice there when you did that one. <laughs> yeah. Not really sure what it was supposed to be. I don't know either. Then, anyways. Uh. At any rate, Doom's a first-person shooter game. That oh yeah, we didn't we didn't say anything about it yet. Yeah, you didn't say it's genre. It um, created the fucking genre, Duncan. I shouldn't need to. Oh yeah, I mean pretty much, right? Like Doom was one of the first first-person shooters. I think so. I'm not very like, good Doom, at my FPS history. Doom and like Wolfenstein 3D were were amongst the early progenitors, if not one of the first ones ever. Yeah. Um, and, mm-hmm. <coughs> oh, I didn't have anything. Gross. Yeah. Um, what we're gonna do first is, I think what'll what'll get us into the groove, into the the doom groove, is if we we give you kind of a plot summary of what happened. Not a whole lot happens in this game plot wise. <laughs> it's mostly ripping demons limb from limb and smashing those limbs on other limbs or faces. <laughs> but you know, uh, it still has a story, kind of. So you know, let's uh. Let's cue those cue those sick jams if we're still doing that, and uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna take you through Doom. Are you uh, snapping like to try to snap to the beat of those sick jams? Because <laughs> all of them are much quicker than the beat you were just keeping right now. <laughs> like we you were doing start... a slow jazz Doom, and that's <laughs> really not what this game goes for. Well, I don't. That's eh, a little better. Whatever. That's a little better. <laughs> I think we should do some of those sick beats um, right into the story music. Um, mm-hmm. So let's drop that right here, and then oh, also goodness. right here. Okay, and then we're good. All right, sweet. Uh, so you are the Doom Slayer. That's your character. You you kind of wake up in this bloody sci-fi setting and automatically brutally tear through some kind of cuffs or withholdings and you pick up a pistol and you just start right there. You just start slaughtering demons, uh, little imp guys, and um, make your way through this facility. Uh, you find a satellite and you figure out what happened to the facility. Um, by a Dr. Samuel Hayden, who is this, like, mm, I would say he's, like, double your size height, Mm -hmm. and uh, he's pretty much just a giant android. We'll talk a little bit more about him later as to who he is, Uh, but he reveals that about 61,336 casualties occurred, and 64% of the staff were turned into demons, and this was all due to the cost of progress. It's also revealed that a Olivia Price, a co-worker of the Lazarus Project with Dr. Hayden, is still alive and wants to tear open a portal between Mars and Hell, which is already open, but you know, yeah. wants to keep it open. It is, but, it is worth noting that yeah, mm-hmm. the entire facility is on Mars. 
Yes. For those yes. of you who don't know the Doom lore, like us. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Samuel wants you to stop Olivia from from continuing this, you know, the portal communications. So, uh, Olivia uses an argent drill to tear open the void between, you know, the Mars and, and Hell and the Doomslayer. Uh, pretty much just destroys the power supply against Samuel's wishes. So he's pretty much telling you that, like, you're really not, you really shouldn't be doing this. But the Doomslayer just destroys them anyways, and uh, because it's going to stop the drill. But Olivia is still able to open like a last portal, you know, last minute, and uh, the Doomslayer chases in her into hell. Do you want to? Do you want to cue us in what Argent Energy is? Yeah, yeah. So Argent Energy is kind of like the backdrop for this whole facility, and um, my understanding of it was that basically it is an energy that um, Samuel Hayden and, and the whole UAC facility is harvesting from hell. Like, it's basically mm-hmm. pure hell energy, and it is significantly more potent than any energy source on Earth, and it's basically limitless energy, and it is, you know, they are harvesting it to solve what is, at this point in the future, a massive energy crisis that is crippling Earth, and he is more or less painting himself as the savior of the world for figuring all of this out. Dr. Hayden still wants to control hell's energy, but he also wants to close the portal. So, like Alex said, he still wants that that energy, but he doesn't want that portal to be open like Olivia does. Uh, so he sends him on a mission to find two things, the BFG and the Helix Stones, which, you know, BFG's pretty famous for Doom, standing for, what do you guys think it stands for? Do you think it stands for Big Friendly Giant? <laughs> do you think it stands for... Alex, give me a BFG acronym on the spot. Um, Big Fantastic Gullet. It's just like a big mouth, and you just like just chucked up everything inside. You know what, Alex? That was BFG. Barely fucking good. <laughs> but it was good, though. We agreed that it was barely good, but it was It was good. just barely good. Good. I, I'm okay with that. Uh, and uh, so in the Helix Stone is an artifact that Olivia was obsessed with, and... Uh, Dr. Hayden believes that this will be your key to learning how to close the hell portal. You find the BFG, it's pretty awesome, and then you also find the stone, and once you touch it, you get this vision of this key, like, a dagger thing that is uh, in one of the, the deeper depths of hell that you need to retrieve. Pretty much, you open one last portal into hell to go grab that artifact, um, and you have to pretty much kill these titans of hell that only your you know only the doom slayer can retrieve once you kill those those three titans you retrieve the crucible and fall into this pit where you see olivia kind of the main antagonist that you've been chasing Uh, she gets sucked into this kind of fleshy ground and then out comes like this giant spider mech what what was it called exactly I forgot what it's called. It's called the Spider Mastermind. Spider Mastermind, yes. So that appears. You've got to take that down, and once you take that down, you are tethered back to Mars, where Dr. Hayden disables your suit, takes the crucible from you, and uh, states that his work is not finished yet, and quote-unquote, he is not the bad guy in this story. The crucible turns into this cool-looking sword, and he walks away from you, 
credits roll. Oh yeah. So, so a lot happens in that mm-hmm. that we talked about, which is cool. But also, the story definitely boils down to like, you're a badass. You wake up and there's demons everywhere. You fuck up demons. Robot doesn't want you to fuck up demons. Yeah. You go to hell and back a lot of times to chase some crazy old lady, and then she dies, and you're betrayed by Robot Man. Like, yeah, that's that's really <laughs> it. <laughs> but if you you know if you're able to read into the things and listen, that's what happened. Yeah, and and mm-hmm. go ahead. it was good. It was good. I liked it. I liked it a lot. But for those of you that you know may have trouble following along, just remember the only point of the game is to fucking rip demons in half. Yeah, so. exactly. This is just to give you like a subtext as to why we're doing that. But yeah, you don't really even need a reason to do that because it's just so much fun. <laughs> <laughs> you're you're very right. You're very very right. And it's just ah, uh, it's just so fucking good, man. Like yeah, it's it's was gonna so be pretty obvious that we enjoyed this game. Yeah, as far as first person shooters go, it's been a long time since I played a first person shooter campaign that I like enjoyed. Mm-hmm. And wanted to keep playing. And this was the first game in a long time where I would play it. And then go to work the next day. And then spend when I was sitting at work going, man, I can't wait to get home. And just like literally rip demons in half for like another two hours for no reason. Because it's just <laughs> so fucking satisfying. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Um, I I also felt that. Although I did, I did like to take my time with it. But I... <laughs> obviously (laughs) but um i was still like excited to to get to the next you know the next type of demon to kill or you know the next place where i was killing demons because god i mean because did you play did you play any of the original dooms so i played maybe 20 minutes of doom Mm one at one point and that was about it i never played doom two or doom three okay yeah, I've played 20 minutes, about 20 minutes to an hour about each game. Um, and while I think the first one, the original one, is like a huge, you know, uh, stepping stone in the right direction for games and everything like that, it's just like, you know, playing it now is just not as fun. I mean, it's, it's dated. Yeah, right? it's dated. Games That's pretty like much it. 20, however many years old. You walk around and everything looks like shit, but you get to kill stuff. And it's it's novel. It was novel at the time, and it made, like you said, huge leaps and bounds. Mm-hmm. But it definitely feels old, and it didn't feel good to play when I tried to play it. So right. I was kind of coming into this one expecting to not enjoy it so much. I expected to need to like the previous Doom games in order to like this one. And I'm happy to say that I was totally fucking wrong in that. Yeah, exactly. But in, but you know, deep down, even without having to play, that it kept its roots about what it was and what it was trying to be. Which I think the whole that's the whole reason that the third Doom didn't do so well is because it really wasn't keeping to what doom is but i didn't i don't know i can't super speak to it because i didn't play a whole lot of it but yeah what i can say is that the first doom is about being an absolute badass and killing demons and like you know tearing through your way through hell and you know this facility on mars and everything like that 
And that's what this one was about. And it was just like the perfect transition into looking at the old one and looking at the new one and seeing that they're the exact same setting. They're going for the same feeling. It's just such an upgraded experience that I applaud them for being able to stay true to such a such a decision on like what we want our game to be. Yeah, they took an incredibly basic concept and you know from years and years and years ago and somehow managed to in every way shape and form push it forward into the current day and then also kind of expand into areas that other first person shooters have somehow lacked yeah. and they just really doubled down on like it it really feels like in every moment of this game they were like okay but like is he being as much of a badass as he could be right now exactly like, and it feels real like even from like literally minute one of the game they don't like fuck around they're not like here's this long intro about who you are and where you come from it's just like hey camera pan in you're on a sarcophagus you break out you punch a demon and then like smash his face and then steal a gun and shoot a bunch of demons and all right you're good to go do it yeah get to it and it's like oh fuck okay yeah <laughs> we're doing this and, and your character has this like and it perfectly reflects your character because he has this very like i don't give a fuck attitude that he has no words spoken no words no dialogue it's really only animation of your hands and like the decisions he makes and like you can tell his through his fighting styles that he's extremely brutal he does not care about a lot of things but but he does you know what i mean like he's he clearly has these like moral standings because he clearly mm. like wants to stop the portal no matter what and it doesn't matter what dr hayden says he's just kind of along for the ride because they have similar goals but they conflict sometimes like when you know he's like don't destroy that power supply because it's important which obviously we know now it was important because um he wasn't done yet he still wants to like create some kind of connection between the the two worlds but like your character just he just does not give a shit about that but yeah the character the main character is a reflection of the game design i really feel like the the design was like hey we have a singular focus and it's making you feel like a badass and having a good time blowing things up and the character is like hey i have a singular focus it's you know being a badass and blowing up every demon that i see and there is no middle ground there is no gray area it's just if there's a demon i'm gonna kill it and then i'm gonna stop (laughs) the demons from being here anymore and then i'm done and that's like that's the shit and anyone who tries to talk to me i don't really give a fuck unless you're giving me a new gun (laughs) and that was pretty cool yeah and you had to sit and listen but you can even i don't know i even felt like the game wanted me to get a little impatient with people talking and stuff like that yeah the character it really feels like his all of his expressions are through the way that he destroys different things because that's like 80 percent of the time he's doing anything is like ripping apart machinery if it's not killing somebody let's kind of get into the nitty-gritty of this because i'm really curious on your thoughts because i have not really been able to formulate or i guess maybe pinpoint well what exactly makes doom so much more fun than any other first person shooter i've played mm-hmm. and i i will i I will say that, I think with relative certainty, that this is one of, if not my favorite, first-person shooter campaigns I've ever played in my life. Yeah, I'll say that. That's probably my favorite. So, But I, I haven't like been able to easily explain why, which is probably really bad for the podcast. That's something <laughs> I should have learned to articulate well, maybe, prior to right now. Maybe I can help. Um, well, good. <laughs> I'll get out my notebook, sit down, and enjoy the class under, under Professor Duncan. 
<laughs> well, this is a 101 class, so I'm sure there are people yeah, who could a... explain it a little bit better than me. But this is more so personally, you know, why I had a good time with it. And uh, I think what it really boils down to is a lot of good features and very good controls, right? So, like, the way your character controls, it's just a perfect, F, you know, like, FPS template and it's so good that you don't notice it. You know what I mean? And that's what makes like a good player controller almost at all times. Like, is when you start noticing how the play, like how your character controls, is when it starts like feeling bad. But I almost felt like a super like one to one thing with it. Which I mean, it's an F. We've got that shit down. But there, <laughs> there's. I still felt like the controls and everything like that were perfect, especially with you know like selecting a weapon. Even, you know, using that, that that wheel, it's like the groundwork was good already. Mm -hmm. You're going to have a good time already if your baseline is good. Uh, I think glory kills. Do you have anything to say to that, by the way? I'm just curious. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I just kind of wanted to like echo and and maybe reiterate a little bit here that I I think you are right in that the controls are, they're fluid enough that they do feel like an extension of yourself. They don't feel like you're controlling a different character. They. I mean, you just, like, you turn, and this this game has a lot of, like, verticality to it. The levels are designed in such a way that there's a lot of jumping and running, and it just feels good that you you turn, and then you just, like, go do a thing. There's not a, like, how am I going to do this? You just, if you need to make a jump and then, like, spin and switch to a different gun and kill a demon, you just, the controls are instinctive enough that you don't think about that. You just exactly. do it, and it happens, and it feels really good. There's no, like... There's no jankiness that I ever ran into. It's not like, oh, well, I think I should have made that jump, but I was, like, struggling against this. It just, it flowed really well. There was never a, a break in your ability to control the yeah, character. that's perfect. That's, that's pretty much a great way of saying that. Um, I also think, like, speaking back to the features, um, glory kills, if you're not aware, it's pretty much the system where you damage a demon to like a threshold where they're almost dead but not completely dead and they're in this like wavy stunned mode and they're flashing like orange if you're within the glory kill mode there's no limit as to how many times you can do this or like you know it's just a distance thing and pretty much you rush up to them and then it plays a like i would say most of them are only about a second long if even animation Mm. of you brutally killing them and there are so many different ways to do like it's ridiculous. there has to be at least like 20 different ways you can smash it an imp in like there's just so much so much work and time and effort put into it and it makes me so yeah. like mad <laughs> to think about like all the first person shooters or third person shooters that like have that thing but they all just feel the same but there was something about mm-hmm. <clears throat> Like, the first time I discovered that I can jump from a ledge and then, like, jump on his head like a fucking Goomba and (laughs) smash it in and he, you know, like, turns to mush on the ground. Like, that was when I knew, you know, so much time and care got put into this. And those are just so much fun because, A, visually, um, they're stunning, but B, like... It adds something special to the gameplay where you don't just hold down left click on any gun and just wait till it's dead. Um, because mm-hmm. giving the glory kill gives you an advantage, right? It drops more health, it drops some ammo um, on each kill. And um, 
It drops health and armor. Oh, armor too. It doesn't drop ammo. And um, so doing those kind of gives you this interesting threshold that you have to reach sometimes because you don't want to overkill everything because sometimes you want to glory kill it to get that bonus. So not only do you want to glory kill it because it's a cool way to finish somebody, but it gives you a bonus in the game. And that's something that I don't think I've ever seen in a first-person shooter before of almost killing something for the sake of getting a bonus out of it. And that's Mm -hmm. just like a fun feature. Yeah, it's... It is very, very satisfying, and it makes the gameplay feel more strategic. Mm-hmm. And on top of that, it adds another, like... It adds a layer of, again, strategy that you don't... At least I didn't find myself necessarily thinking about, just making snap judgments when you're low on health as to whether or not it was worth it to go in for a glory kill and put yourself in maybe a more dangerous exactly. situation. Because um, you're invincible for the like short, short period of time you're doing it, and then you get more health, but that often led to things where I would, like shoot somebody until they were basically dead sprint out of cover run smash their head against a brick wall <laughs> like get a bunch of hp and then jump to a different ledge behind where like everything was being shot at me and it was it was such a refreshing take on the genre to encourage that sort of risk taking um and that sort of variation between you know how you are taking enemies right this wasn't a game where you're like oh this is the gun this is the gun that i used to kill everything and i never have to switch weapons and i never have to do anything different um because of adding these things where you you know it forces you to get up close and personal then it forces you to usually change the gun that you're using and then obviously they also did a really good job of scattering ammo infrequently enough that you would need to use a variety of your weapons but also making it so that you never didn't have any options which i thought was really Mm -hmm. well done but generally speaking it was just such a refreshing like gameplay loop of you know standing back doing damage losing hp getting glory kills running away standing back like it it created a lot of movement in the combat that i think is lacking in a lot of fps games especially um, ones where you just kind of like sit behind cover, shoot, get behind cover again, shoot, get behind cover, shoot, and then if you die, you just start right. over. And like that's so much. Yeah, less fun. and it is. And I think a huge reason why that is is just the type of enemies we're fighting in first-person shooters. Like the thing, the thing that I love also about this game so much is the enemy design. Is all these like demons and characters have such interesting movement patterns and shooting patterns and like ways that you know they're trying to kill you especially like the imps are my favorite like the the way that they they almost have your similar style of like they they can't decide whether they want to like sand back and throw (laughs) fireballs at you or run up to you and like scratch you and like or you know claw you or bite you or anything like that and they have such like this interesting way that they like jump around the map and skip around and they're so irritating because Mm. they're small and like they're everywhere um so and i think so many first person shooters now we have zombies we have other people they don't give you that depth you know they don't give you that um verticality or um the different tactics of of the enemies yeah that is definitely something that this game dives into pretty deeply i'm looking at just a, a cursory glance here and i think i'm seeing 17 different types of enemies not including variations yeah. on the same type um and i mean those 
they don't go away, right? It's not like, oh, you fight, you know, this demon, and then by level three, you're fighting this demon instead, and then you're fighting groups of, like, by the end of the game, you're fighting large groups that include all 17 of those enemy types, or however many there are, you know? And that really creates... um, it creates a situation where you get to think and put to the test everything you've learned of like how these different enemies interact and which ones are a bigger threat and which ones do what. So, you know, how you need to tackle different, different encounters. Um, and it really forces you to keep moving and keep thinking on your feet. And that's something that is, again, like, like you mentioned, it's just not really done when you have a first person shooter where you're fighting, you know, other guys with guns and that's it and maybe a guy with like a rocket launcher and maybe a dude that'll try and like stab you with the sword and that's about it yeah and it's so unimpressive in that sense of being like those are my (laughs) things and like especially the evolution with the um every time this is my experience at least every time they showed me a bigger monster i kept thinking like this is it like this is the biggest they can go this is like you know you know what I mean? Like, this is the biggest threat I can think of. Um, I'll especially mm-hmm. say that when they show me the Mancubus, the, uh, like, it's like this fat, fat load with, like, you know, four, four legs and, like, you know, cannons for arms. He's just so big and, like, has so much health and, like, he's just such an annoying threat. And you're just, I just when I saw that, I'm like, well, that's, like, you know, that's the extent they, you know, they're not going to go much farther from that past boss fights. And I was just so wrong every time because they just <laughs> threw more and more and more at me where I just kept thinking this is now we've reached the cap of monsters and now they're just going to keep combining them. But they kept throwing more at yep. me, um, which I really appreciate. Mm. They do a super good job of that thing that I think is not not frequently done well where a new enemy is introduced and at least when i was playing it you know when they would introduce things like that mancubus or the the pinkies which were just like <laughs> weird i don't even really even fucking know They're how like to pig describe dinosaur them, were, yeah with turtles and they've got like oh, yeah. <laughs> with a with a pig dinosaur with turtle yeah i mean that's pretty you know that's pretty easy um you know, they're just, like, a big torso with legs and arms and a face in the middle of it, and it runs at you, and it's kind of padded. But, like, every time they would introduce these enemies, I'd be like, oh, shit, this is a mini boss fight. Yeah. Cool. <laughs> and then every time, by, like, the end of the next level, I'd be like, mm, no, they're just, like, yeah. everywhere now. They're just, like, because I had a really hard time, and now they're just Yeah, everywhere. and then and the and cool thing is, is you learn, though. Like, uh, you learn that yeah. you have to shoot the back of them, because that's where their soft spot is. So it's yeah. like you 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 evolve so well with with what they give you. Exactly, the enemies are not all just hey shoot them in their head and then run away. It's hey you know this person is someone you're gonna want to be able to you know double jump over and then turn around while they hit a wall, or this is somebody you're gonna want to get up close to, or this is somebody you're gonna want to stay away from, and you you get introduced to them in small batches, so you learn the tricks like, like about fighting them. You and then when there's more of them, you just have that knowledge and you just kind of instinctively act on it. And again, it just feels so fluid and good. And it's fuck. It's like a really good yeah. game. I want to pose I don't know a if question. That's coming across. I want to pose a question to you. How, okay. cause this has got me thinking, how do you think we can make first person shooters that are human based that have that kind of depth? Do you think that you can even do that? Do you think that you need these like gameplay elements 
and and to have monsters or robots or something like that or creatures um to to make it interesting like that hmm. no i don't think you need those to make it interesting i think you would have a different type of interesting right because i think instead of having this wide variety of different types of enemies you can have a much deeper ai on the characters so that as opposed to just like this is the one thing that this type of enemy Mm -hmm. does if you were going to do like all you know there's three types of enemies be like oh each of these enemies does like this litany of different things right like this person flanks this person provides covering fire this person you know provides support grenade type things this person will try and create distractions like if you had that it'd be really like i think you could still have a very deep experience with only human enemies (laughs) most games that i've encountered or every game (laughs) that i've encountered doesn't have that depth of ai because that's also i mean that's like a really hard thing to do it's not easy to create that while also not making it just impossibly difficult i i don't know part of me thinks that it would be a tremendous feat to make something that intrigued me as far as the enemies goes with just humans i think that would be very difficult like almost from to me like thinking about it almost seems near impossible yeah i mean i'm not saying it's easy <laughs> of course but, yeah, but i think it i mean i think creating this many interesting enemies that have distinctive personalities and all feel similar enough that it doesn't like nothing feels out of place was within of itself a tremendous yeah. feat so i don't think it's outside the realm of possibility i just can't think of any game that's ever done right. it before yeah so i don't know that's a good question though that's something interesting mm-hmm. to think about good question duncan nice job thank you you did good there <laughs> um <laughs> What um, I'm I'm just curious. What was your favorite demon? What was my favorite demon? Um, I'm gonna yeah. give two for two short reasons. Um, that's cheating, but okay, whatever. <laughs> Fuck you. I mean, I asked you for one, but you can give me two. That's fine. Like, it's not a big deal. I didn't ask you an explicit. Question, all right, all right. I'll give you one. I'll give you one give favorite. I'll give you one favorite, and then I will tell you a, just a second separate story. Um. honestly this is a tough question i think i i think mm, why don't you tell me my yours (laughs) i'll tell you yours no problem (laughs) um mine i think and it is a tough question i will grant you that i think my favorite is the revenant which is just like a military dude that has like a jetpack and rocket launchers. Oh, it just kind of jumps around shooting rockets at you and like floating and flying through the mm-hmm. air. And it's such a cool looking and like it just feels really good when like they're jumping around and you're jumping <laughs> after them. Yeah. And like also nothing feels better than like double jumping past them, turning, shotgunning them in the face when they're in the air and then landing and they're dead. Like that feels. That feels really yeah. cool. You feel like a fucking badass when that happens. Yeah. Um, so I think they're my favorite. There was also, like, prior to them, like, them being introduced. They're introduced pretty early in the game. But most of the enemies are kind of, they're interesting, but they're not 
that's that enemy is introduced when it really feels like the gameplay takes off, right? It adds that level of verticality. It adds that change in the enemy yeah. structure. And I think that signified a point when the game got really interesting mm-hmm. for me. Um, some the note about the the Re- the revens revens, right? Revenants, Revenant um, in their in their codex files. Uh, <laughs> don't 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 do that. <laughs> um, <laughs> you there, there's a note about like you know how they came to be like that because they're they're pretty tall as well and like and large and scully mm-hmm. and bony and stuff like that where pretty much they were like to my understanding they were injected you know with with different kinds of materials that increased bone growth and uh, you mm-hmm. know like skin growth as well but it came to a point where like the bones grew too far and that the flesh just kind of decayed from their face and like you know different parts of their body so that's why they're like kind of like weird half bony and half fleshy monsters yeah that's so gross Dude, some of the descriptions for everything was so <laughs> yeah. good it was so good and so gross the one for the mancubus is pretty gross too i mean they were all gross what's your favorite <laughs> shit i'm just delaying around. <laughs> you know what the, you're, this is controversial but i think the imp is okay. actually my favorite demon the imp he's just wow. i don't know there's just something about him i just love the way they move i mentioned it earlier so i'm not really going to talk about it again I love the way they jump around and their appearance is just cool. And they're like the first enemy you start killing. I just kind of got attached to them. I just liked killing them, but <laughs> I just liked killing them. <laughs> but I will also say that the first time I saw a, um, a, uh, Kakademon, I, are those the giant, the giant eyeball that shoots like fire and sh- stuff at you? I was talking it's half eye, half yeah, mouth. I was, yeah. and it's just a fucking sphere. The when I was talking to a friend while I was playing it, I just said, "I'm actually scared." Like it gave me such like a <laughs> like this like ew ew you're gross like you're a disgusting monster like I've never seen anything as gross as this. That I <laughs> I like that I like that feeling of like ew like I was genuinely surprised by it. You know what I mean? And I was kind of scared of the, the eye with the mouth. It was just, there's just something so unsettling about it that I really didn't like. But I loved. <laughs> I mean, that's fair. <laughs> it is a giant floating sack of eye and mouth. <laughs> so it's like a little bit intimidating. And it shoots like plasma. Oh, and I don't like the sound it makes you. either. Yeah. I I really liked the Kako Demons. Um, Again, mostly because they were super fun mm-hmm. to kill. And, I mean, so everything in the game was. But I think there are certain enemies that were more yeah. fun to kill. And I think they were one of them, shooting, like, lobbing grenades at them and shooting yeah. rockets. And, again, they, like, float around, so double-jumping past them and killing with the shotgun yeah. felt really good. They were good. They were well-designed ones. Uh, pinkies were probably my least favorite. Just not because, like, they, I thought they were poorly designed, but just because I just got so mad at them. I think that's fair. Because they're kind of a bitch to kill, but I definitely liked the Spectres least, which was like Pinkies. Oh yeah, fuck that! (laughs) I classify those (laughs) as Pinkies as well. Yeah, they're they're a subclass of them, I think, based on the fucking. The summoners were pretty cool too, Um, but the summoners were fucking 
awesome. And again, this doesn't give like a, this is not a good, <laughs> visually, you just have to know what we're talking yeah. about. Which, you know, I'm looking at a picture of it right now, and I guess I would describe it as like a creepy pseudo-metallic like scyther <laughs> that has normal hands Ooh. but like its face is a hammerhead shark <laughs> yeah th- that's pretty good that's a pretty good description it's kind of if you guys if you guys ever played dota 2 kind of looks like faceless void which is also bad oh you, yeah you know. which is also <laughs> bad <laughs> um so, yeah, yeah, they were they were another one that felt like a boss, but that one continued to feel more like a boss because they were in. Yeah, yeah, I'll right? say that they were just a demon that showed up and like would float and teleport and summon more demons and shoot like magic waves of energy that fuck your shit up if you weren't right. careful. And they, whenever they showed up, it was like, oh shit, well, gotta go kill that dude real quick, and then you'd run around and burn a bunch of really good ammo killing it, and then feel good right. afterwards. What uh, what difficulty do you play Doom on? Well, I started here. on the hard mode, but then when I was trying to finish the game last night, I switched to easy <laughs> or medium. <laughs> I switched to medium, and I only died like a gotcha. couple times. But I was really enjoying the struggle bus of uh, of hard mode because I'm not very good at first person shooters. What about you? I played it on medium up until like uh, I guess like four levels from the end and then when we were about four levels from the end i hadn't died in like two or three levels so i cranked up the difficulty and by that point it's like a little skewed because i already knew what i was doing but i ended the game on hard but played the majority of it on medium okay yeah it was i i enjoyed when it was more Mm -hmm. difficult but i also really did just like not having any trouble and just running through like blowing off there was heads something empowering crushing demons yeah together. there was something about empowering about blowing through it versus like actually having a hard time with it that aided excuse me, aided to that feeling a little bit more of the um you know of feeling like you were the doom slayer you know yeah it was the difference between like fun well-constructed video game that had good like controls and and had like a satisfying way to kill things and just the perfect embodiment of a power fantasy Mm -hmm. because that's really what medium felt like and that hard you know like i said it felt like a really well-constructed game that had some difficulty to it but you know i died and the doom slayer doesn't die (laughs) so it's a little fucked up ruined the cannon for me a little bit <laughs> any um any favorite power-ups or anything like that there are just like balls of energy that are power-ups i don't remember the name of the first one you get is it, but the first one you get is definitely is my favorite one? where your berserk yeah your melee attacks just become instant kills so you just run around fucking like punching everything to death immediately yeah. and it's so much yeah fun. berserk is crazy because it it refreshes a little bit with each kill which feels good. Mm. That was definitely also my favorite one. Quad damage is fun, yeah. but, you know, it, the Berserk was... They were all really good. Like, I didn't actually expect to like any yeah. of them. Right? <laughs> like, when when I started and saw the first, like, oh, there's a power-up over there, I was like, oh, I kind of think power-ups in first-person shooters are pretty lame, but I guess I'll do it. And then, like everything else that Doom has done, it just became so much fun and you just ran around like again living the embodiment of that power mm-hmm. fantasy and then every time like a like power up came by i started planning like you walk into a room see that there was power up know that there was going to be a fight and i would start planning my fight around that yeah. power up which was great 
and like when I was going to get it and what it was going to do for yeah. me. Except for like the haste one, which was cool, yeah. but I never did anything useful with it. I just ran real quick. <laughs> I just fun. ran real quick like, and shot know. the shotgun. That was pretty much it because you could have a, a quicker yeah. recoil or you know, whatever time with it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It was still fun. I like it. God. Mm-hmm. Um, as long as we're just on like this. Let's not get too deep, but just talk about how yeah. great the game is. What was your, what was the weapons were all fucking amazing? But what was the best weapon? What was my favorite, favorite weapon, weapon? Was the gauze cannon? I loved the oh, gauze God. cannon. What was um? So the way the kind of the weapon structure works in this game is you you get a new gun throughout the story, and then you can upgrade it over time, and you kind of go down one of two different upgrade paths, and you can switch between them whenever you want, and they they give, like, the weapon a secondary function. That yeah, they're like mods. They're um, not like, like, this weapon does more damage if you're closer. It's like a full-on, like, like the shotgun one can either be, uh, like, an explosive, or you can do, like, a triple shot. Yeah, and the Gauss Cannon, I think, was you either get to, like, aim it and it does a bunch mm-hmm. more damage or you like can't move and hunker down but it shoots through yeah. a shitload of enemies and does a bunch yeah. more damage yeah <laughs> that that did feel yeah pretty good. i like both of those power-ups i had a fun time with each of them um that was definitely my favorite I, gun yeah aside from the basic shotgun mm-hmm. those are the two that i probably switch between um but gotcha. i loved all yeah. the guns except the plasma gun that gun just did not feel good at all I I liked the plasma gun. It's just like a you know a machine gun, but instead of bullets, it shot little spears of plasma. But like then it, it also it. I really liked the secondary fire of it. If you got the one where it shot off a wave, no, I got the stun one. Ah, oh, see, you <laughs> fucked up. That's why you fucked up real bad. You made the worst choice you could have made in the whole game. I'm sorry to be the one to tell you, but I don't know. It was pretty good. the The primary shotgun was the best gun in mm-hmm. the game, though. By far. I have never once favored a shotgun in any video game ever, but I used the primary shotgun until it was out of ammo every single fight. <laughs> which which modification did you use for it? Oh, definitely the grenade really? launcher. Really? I used the triple shot one. Oh, no yeah. way, man. No way. That grenade launcher became like, that was my long range weapon of choice but you, too. But you could already throw grenades. Why would you need a second grenade? <laughs> Because I forgot I could throw grenades <laughs> for 98% of the oh, game. Oh, no. <laughs> I think I used the equipment that you're given maybe six oh, times. no. Alex. It was, you know, I had too many guns to do. <laughs> too many know? guns. Like, I don't you end up grenades. with, like, I've got all the guns. You end up with, like, eight guns and a chainsaw. <laughs> <laughs> you do. The chainsaw is actually really important mm-hmm. because killing enemies with the chainsaw gives you ammo for all of your You know what's guns. great? So that adds to the gameplay loop of like get in close, kill dudes with mm-hmm. your guns, glory kill them for health, run out of ammo, chainsaw dudes for your ammo back, get low on health, glory dudes for health. Yeah, and it's, yeah. it's great. It's great. You know what's great about that? They don't have to have any reason. They, I will not <laughs> question why killing someone with a chainsaw drops ammo. I don't I don't have to question nope. that because if this game was even slightly bad, I would start talking shit on it for that not making any sense. <laughs> but I don't uh, care. That's it true. doesn't matter why. That's absolutely true. <laughs> it does not matter. I also like that in like in the codex entry for the chainsaw, it's mentioned that like 
the chainsaw is illegal contraband and is not allowed on the facility, but like the rocket launcher is just it's, it's okay. <laughs> it's a rocket launcher. Don't even worry about it. Yeah, that's pretty funny. Uh fuck. This game was so good. Yeah, it was. Um, you know what else was great about it? What? <laughs> <laughs> that's my attempt at singing the doom music everybody i mean it was good except for instead of sounding like a sick-ass metal guitar it sounded like you just stepped on a bunch of rubber ducks that had different tones in like ouch, succession. ouch i mean I'm, I'm just saying you were like <laughs> but it should have been like dun 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 um I'm very good at voice guitars. Oh. I want you to know that right. about me. Cool. Now everyone knows. Um, oh, well, mm-hmm. thank God. Um, no, but this game had, like, it It had a really good mm-hmm. soundtrack. Um, I will preface that by saying it had very much a heavy metal soundtrack. So if you're not into that, you won't no. like it. But it fit the, like, style of the game so incredibly well and i actually i mean i found myself listening to it while like running the other day like i went for a run and then like put in some headphones and turned it on and it was like so good it's actually really cool because i was running and it was like one of the sick heavy metal songs and i was like almost dying and it (laughs) ended and i took out my headphones and i couldn't like it was so loud that i couldn't hear myself but i was listening to like sick guitar riffs took out my headphones and afterwards all i could hear was (gasps) 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 So it felt like I was still playing the game, but in reality, I was just very out of shape. <laughs> now I'm now I'm just imagining you running, and there's somebody passing you, and they're blinking orange, and, and then you just dash up to them <laughs> and, and take their like iPod and jam it into their skull. <laughs> you sick bastard! Very close to that. That is almost what happened, but instead, I just ran and was passed by a small family of children and old folks because they were quicker than me and instead of killing them i just (laughs) but (laughs) it's very similar though it's the important thing that's good though i'm glad to Um, hear that 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 music gave you a little 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 workout boost um it gave you you gives you a little extra little extra bump you need you know bump what i will say is Mm -hmm. i not only love the music but i love all the sound effects and uh and like for my my prime example is there's just this this like three two second sound clip that is when you're like getting towards a glory kill i'm not even gonna attempt to like pretend to know or like impersonate it but it's like a very like oh <sighs> hold on it's like a <laughs> you know what i mean <laughs> is, is that accurate that was actually not bad. I knew what you were talking yeah. about. It's this so, like it's this perfect bad. build up that you know while you're doing this like insanely quick dash and then this um and then this brutal action. It's just such a intense hard sound and it happens almost every time but like every time it made me give it, maybe it was the action of the glory kill itself or you know Obviously, it's a culmination of everything, but it just gave me that extra thing that I smirked at. I was like, yes. Yeah. Um, I also think it was really impressive that the songs seemed to have, like, the songs that played during combat seemed to have a lot of different ways to end themselves. Mm-hmm. Because 
every single time you would end combat, it would be like a second and a half later, the song would end, and it would end in a very satisfying way that felt like it was supposed to end there. And I've listened to the soundtrack while not playing the game, and those are long songs, so that's definitely not oh, the Oh, I case. see what you like, mean. Like, like figuring out a way yeah, like, from any point to end a song? Within, like, three seconds. Yeah, that's seconds. pretty crazy. And it always felt satisfying. It was always, like, one long held-out guitar note or just, like, a hard stop that didn't come in the middle of a phrase. It was it's really good, man. I think that the music aided to the feel of the game significantly more than most games can do with their music, yeah. I think. Yeah. Um, hell yeah. Fucking listen to that soundtrack. I just, for those of you who don't know, I did the, I did the thing where you put your thumb in your two your middle finger and your I don't know. So your pinky and pointer are out. It's like the it's like the rock symbol. <laughs> yeah, no, that has a like yeah. Yeah, I did on. that. I think it's just what the rock like rock horns. I don't know. I don't know. I'm not good at rock. God, culture. this is why we need face cam, Alex. Well, that's not going to help for producing the podcast, <laughs> But then the viewers would know I was doing the symbol. Oh, of course. My bad. My bad. Um, I did I did want to talk about the characters just yeah. a little bit more. Let's, let's, um, you know, let, let's, get, let's get serious here for a minute because, like, we've had a lot of laughs, but these were some serious characters. Um, I actually thought they were really, really interesting. Like... For as much as there was not much to the story of this game, I found the characters intriguing, and also I think Samuel Hayden was a fucking badass, and he was so cool, and he was one of my favorite characters of, like, a lot of video games really? recently. I don't know if you felt was, that at all, but I really liked him. He was very Mass Effect-y, so I could see why you like him a lot. Um, maybe. I don't know. I didn't... I, I think I'm offended. I don't know if I'm offended, but I think I'm offended. So what I'll say to that is I was like, I thought he was kind of cool, but after I read his codex entry, like his, you know, his like bio, I thought he was way cooler. Okay. I was reading that as I went along. So every time I got a snippet of that, I was able to incorporate that into yeah. his character. Since you're such a big fan, Maybe why don't that's... you fill the listeners in on what makes him so cool? Fine. I don't remember all of it because there was a lot, but the main thing was that he was like a super genius and started the whole Mars colony and all of that research. The Lazarus Project. Along, yeah, the Lazarus Project. And then at some point along that um, that line, he got terminal brain cancer yep. or not? Yeah. Was it terminal yep. brain cancer? Okay. Yeah. And then was you know given a certain amount of time to live and then instead of saying like oh shit i guess i'll just do what i have with the time left he's like nah i'm gonna find a way to like live forever and basically put my brain into a giant robot body and that'll be fucking cool and then i'll never die and then he like does it and also makes himself a giant (laughs) robot that's super fucking intimidating and he did that under the guise of like at some point humanity's gonna need a hero and i need to look the part yeah that was a super i was gonna say i was gonna say that if you missed that part that was a super cool part of the bio yeah so he's basically just like a fucking badass (laughs) and also he's like a giant he's just so cool like he's a giant robot that's also the smartest dude ever (laughs) and like he seems compassionate and i really that was one of the cool things about the game is you have that contrast between him being like, no, don't destroy my facility. I'm trying to solve this energy crisis. I know what we're doing is like 
morally gray, what with interacting with hell and the demons and all that, and then the Doom Slayer being like, mm-hmm, demons, gotta <laughs> kill them, and just fucking everything up. And it was really cool, because I enjoyed it, but also at the same time was like, man, I really wish I didn't have to break this shit, because I definitely do think that Samuel Hayden's right about all this shit, and like we should not destroy everything, and we're walking this gray line in this world that they've created to solve this massive energy crisis, but I think he's on the right side of it. And they they created a mildly compelling narrative. In yeah, and I mean, even on the end, at the end terms, it's like, you know, he he says the you know the line, "I'm not the bad guy in this story," or like, you know, him just taking the crucible away from you because, you know, whatever you're going to do with it probably isn't anywhere close to what he's going to be doing with it. Um, which yeah, what a fucking cliffhanger! And by cliffhanger, I mean <laughs> that wasn't a super satisfying ending. <laughs> <laughs> but no but you know they were like hey we're gonna make a sequel and i was like yeah, yeah i mean they yeah. have to if they do don't that, make please. a sequel they're it's, it's like it should be illegal like they should be arrested <laughs> that's a federal crime be. if you don't make that sequel you go you to go jail jail <laughs> and see they have such a little story but i also care about knowing what his next step is you know yeah it's not something I expected, again, out of yeah. Doom. Like, I didn't expect to care about the world or the story or the characters, mm-hmm. and I ended up caring about all of yeah. them. Yeah, and I mean, Olivia has, like, a similar backstory where, where you know, she was, like, almost kind of like, uh, I think she was Hayden's assistant or, like, something. Yeah, she worked really yeah, closely, she worked with, closely him with him. And then she got, like, a really, really bad, like, scoliosis or something like that. And they were like, you're either going to be wheelchair bound or there's this experimental surgery. And then she's like, I'll do the surgery. And then she was like just gone for a long time. And then she showed up again being able to walk. And then there's like this whole thing about her going back and forth on different projects and then eventually becoming obsessed with that artifact and going a little nuts. She's got like a really cool skeleton body and like exoskeleton and then it's like she's constantly like part of her backstory was that she's constantly in pain but refuses to take drugs because she wants her mind to be clear and she was she was also really cool but also ended up being an enormous bitch who ruined everything so you know (laughs) what are you gonna do (laughs) nothing um and then the doom slayer even got his own little backstory when you went into hell and found like tablets to talk about him as if he were like an ancient slayer of gods and that was really funny every time it happened, but also really cool. Yeah, I those God those tabloids like really tabloids. Did I say tabloids? <laughs> <laughs> you know what? It's basically one and the same. In this <laughs> yeah. instance, so you're yeah. good. Um, they like all the words that were used were such like and and the voice were like the most generic demon words and voice <laughs> I could ever think of. It was like. <clears throat> it's like the doom slayer will come upon the demons of hell and show them the, like you know this just the most like That's buzzwordy like sounding like demon things mm-hmm. i could think of and uh a part of me loved it but the other part i just didn't listen because I, I, I got nothing out of it <laughs> i liked it because it was such a it, it was very buzzwordy and it was very generic and I thought that was kind of cool in contrast to what was happening outside of hell when it was like we've crafted this 
intricate story with these unique Mm-mm. characters. And then in hell, it was like this dude <laughs> came and fucked us up, and he, you know, we tried to stop him. And like it, just generic story about how he. It was, it was like a Greek myth, basically, and it was. It was cool. I liked it. it. It added a contrast between like the way that things are viewed in the two different worlds. Yeah. Faux and show. That was good. The codex in this game, um, it it did really well. I wish I almost wish it was pushed on you more than it was. Yeah. Because you didn't have to interact with it at all. And I chose to, and I think it definitely heightened my enjoyment of the game, but there were definitely times when, like, I didn't and realized that after the fact and would have liked to have been reading beforehand, because you just get snippets of, like, hey, this is the information about this gun, this is the information about this place, this is the information about this Mm -hmm. enemy, and you would always get, like, for every place you would get two, you'd get, like, this is the description of it, and then this is the company description of it. And, like, working for the UAC, the descriptions were always, like, hilariously campy and weird and talking about, like, oh, you know, if you see this demon, just go ahead. <laughs> Let and, it kill you. you know, yeah, just, like, lay down your gun and beg for mercy. And if that doesn't work, make sure you, like, destroy any of this technology near you so that they can't get a hold of it. That's going to be the best thing. And then know that you died for a good cause. And it's so good and so consistent with like the over the top nature of the game in general right um yeah i I totally agree i I like i i want to read this out but i don't because it's kind of long but i love the last it's it's a farewell it's like it's olivia's like last entry because i'm assuming she was writing most of this yeah well in in and it says thank you for your service uh, may you rot in hell, Olivia uh, uh, Pierce. Pierce, that's her last name. So yeah, yeah and uh, I guess she she definitely wrote this section, but like, it's really fucking good. Uh, and it's like, and it okay, so like, and it starts to kind of like, it starts to get really real. Like, okay, for example, some of your previous. Uh, some of you in a previous life may have held childish notations of God and the kingdoms of heaven. This ugly representation of a spiritual nirvana was designed to control you, to place you your natural feelings of hate and rage, to subdue your realization of your place in the universe. By embracing science, you took the first step towards freedom from these intellectual chains. By deciding, by dedicating yourself to the development of Argent Energy, you uh, cemented your place in the next age. And there's another paragraph about that's kind of like the same thing. But like, yeah. it got like super kind of like, because that's all I was wondering. I'm like, if, if all this thing about hell, like hell originates from religion and everything like that, I was wondering if they were going to like touch on that at all. And I'm glad that they just gave like, you know, like, they didn't really touch on it very hard, but, like, you know, there's, like, a little snippet in there. You know what I mean? About, like, yeah. hell is generally this, like, you know, a religious thing, and religious and science is always kind of, like, butting heads in certain ways, but, like, you know. I think it's interesting that they were able to touch on that a little bit. Yeah, and it was, like you said, it's just a little bit, just a little brush stroke showing, like, hey, you know, this was all bullshit, but this, like, realm of hell does exist. And 
it was um it was it was well done because i think if they had like gone too deep into it it would have gotten really up its own ass and kind of felt out of place but just like lightly mentioning it enough so that you can draw your own conclusions about the world is really the like the way to go i think generally so the only other thing i really wanted to touch up on because i just kind of wanted to like give my last tribute to it is um is all the the world building and the um with the models and the textures and the lighting and the particle effects and just like everything that went into this game visually is stunning from the get-go and lets you know and is at the end of it as well with you know i don't i never felt like i was like i was in this kind of video gamey environment of you know the reuse of a lot of assets in improper ways or like every chapter felt like its own place even though you still felt like you were in the same world um in a lot mm-hmm. of ways especially with like the the difference between the hell levels and the mars levels they had similar color schemes but you knew you were in two very different places by the architecture and like just the architecture alone, whether it's the sci-fi uh, areas of, of Mars or the um, very, like, runic um, towers and, like, giant statues of different demons and stuff like that, um, all of those served such a great way of immersing me in this, you know, demon takeover on Mars which is such a ridiculous um, out there thought to begin with and giving me the most like realistic way that that would look, um, I think is fantastic while also keeping it realistic, but also giving me elements of fantasy with the way that, you know, things looked or, you know, like design wise and stuff like that. And, and the only other thing I kind of have to say about that is how perfectly it was able to convince me of things, right? So, like, it, I didn't have to question things because it's kind of like the chainsaw thing. Like, I never really questioned the whole, like, why do demons have guns? Which is, you know, because the UAC and stuff like that. But but when I first mm. saw it, I don't, I didn't even, like, really think about it too hard because it just looks right. You know, everything looks so in place and um, well done And the color scheme made me, you know, like feel the things they wanted me to feel. And, you know, they were good at placing lights in certain areas. They wanted you to jump while not making it super obvious. And, you know, yeah, just everything impressed me, especially with the textures of like just looking at everything and nothing felt out of place. It was great. Yeah, I mean, it was unanimously from start to finish absolutely gorgeous. And I, I, the one thing I do want to point out about the way that they built the worlds and the levels, and um, they managed to create um, a really cool contrast between two levels because you kind of go through this Mars station pre-everything going, like, completely to shit and then you go to hell and you come back and you're on that same station but everything has gone totally to shit and it's really destroyed Mm -hmm. so you're going through what is pretty much the exact same level 
but they did a really good job of taking that and kind of changing it in really interesting ways with it being destroyed that it felt like a inc- like it felt like a completely new level and you got like glimpses of oh yeah i remember when i was yeah. in that area which is no longer accessible but like it felt really cool and familiar and i think games they definitely do that but it oftentimes feels more like backtracking than it does going forward and i think this game did an incredibly good job of progressing the the feel of the story through that and letting you know like hey shit got fucked up but this also feels like the next level this doesn't feel like a rehash of the prior level um and that was really impressive for them to have landed that yeah no i that's that's a perfect point for that um pretty much just 100 percent agree what a great game what a probably i'll put it i'll put it as my favorite single player first person shooter game ever campaign it's, I can't say if it's my favorite first-person shooter because I haven't really taken all the multiplayers in consideration, and fuck that. Yeah. So. <laughs> I really liked Halo, and this is pushing right up against ah, it's better it. Than Halo. I would have. I would have to replay. Nah, it's Halo better than Halo. Sure. <laughs> I can I almost mean, well, guarantee that, you will have more fun with this game than Halo. Not saying Halo is bad. I just think that you will have much more fun with this game, single-player campaign-wise, yeah. strictly. Yeah, obviously, multiplayer is a totally yeah. different thing. Um, and, you know, we didn't even touch on, like, the multiplayer, the map building that's in this game, because neither one of us spent any time with it whatsoever, and I've heard pretty bad things about it across the board, so it's not really worth yeah. our time. I, um, I think the to, snap map to might try be and cool, give you anything about that. It could be, again, I mean, it's it's not, not worth our time to interact with. It's not worth our time to talk about here, because we would just be speaking from a place of complete yeah. ignorance. 100%. So, Keep, we're keeping it we 100%. Probably not. <laughs> We keeping it hunted up in here. That's all I'm saying. We can cut that out, Alex. (laughs) (laughs) We literally don't have to cut that out. Because, like, I am, though, I kind of am, though, keeping it hunted. Oh, God. Every time you say that, I feel like an ulcer (laughs) somewhere in my body. (laughs) My my bad. Stop. You're the one that brought back the fucking whatever. Brought back the hunted emoji. Well... Right. You don't have to bring it back. It's already in, Alex. God. I didn't know. I'm not an emoji kid. I don't <laughs> know that. Kid. I don't know the emojis. <laughs> Something like a fire clap in between every word, hunted, hunted, poop emoji. That's like that's every conversation I ever see with the kids. You excited nowadays. for the emoji movie? That's going to do it for this week's episode on Doom. Um, Once again, Doom was released in um, May uh, 13th of 2016. It's available PC, PS4, Xbox One, produced by id Software and published by Bethesda Softworks. Uh, Go check it out, guys. If you have made it to the end of this podcast and have not played it, go play it. It's fucking... It's an amazing game. It was so much fun i had you know i finished it and then the next day started replaying it because i just liked it that much um i don't really do that with video games and i didn't finish it again but um by all means check that out for sure i will Uh, echo those sentiments and what are we playing next week we're not talking about anything that's for damn sure so what are we playing (laughs) We are going to play Detention, right? Are we playing Detention? That's what we decided on? Do we decide on Detention? I wanted to play... No, I wanted to play Detention. Yeah, that's what we're going to do. Oh, fuck yeah. So, 
So we are going to be playing Detention uh, next uh, week, um, which I am not uh, Googling. No, I'm not Googling it. Now. But Detention is like is definitely a survival horror video game created <laughs> and developed by Taiwanese game developer Red Candle Games for Steam. It's a 2D atmospheric horror side-scroller set in 1960s Taiwan under martial law. The game incorporates religious elements based on Taiwanese culture and mythology. Um, so we're pretty excited to play that. I have heard almost nothing about it, and I do, do not know much about Taiwanese culture in we're general. We're going to sound like a so, couple um, idiots. <laughs> I'm going to do a little bit of reading on it, so I don't oh, sound like much me, of an idiot. Link me buddy. Uh, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, we're real excited yeah, about I'm that. Yeah, I'm super excited uh, about that. Duncan, you want to you wanna tell the people where they can find us? Oh... Unlike unlike the Twitter and the, the emails, yeah, yeah, I can do that. <laughs> so <laughs> you can email you us. Sure? You can you can snail mail us at um. Please no no you can't. <laughs> no snail mail is so Duncan. I don't know if you know this. Um, so email is stands for electronic mail. Snail mail refers to physical mail sent through the post office. But why is it called we snail do not mail? Have a PO box. Because it moves as slow as a snail. Oh, jeez, Alex. Uh, if you think that joke was funny, let us know at thoughtsfromplayer1 <laughs> at gmail.com. Uh, yeah, that was it. God, <laughs> fucking. Why do I keep you on this? <laughs> or, follow us, or follow us on Twitter on thoughtsfromp1. That's that's thoughtsfrom spelt out, then P is in Paul, and then the number one. And... And and mm-hmm. then and and that's it. That's all of our things. Or you can that's, visit our pod yeah. cuz or you could search us on iTunes. Either one, vice versa. You can I mean, you can totally do those, but also if you're listening to this chances are you've already done at least yeah, one of those. Yeah. So if you so. did the one thing then you can do the other. Also, <laughs> also yes. download all our episodes. Also, twice. no one sent us an email yet. <laughs> Come on, guys! Maybe they would be more likely to send us an email if we were more likely to keep a consistent schedule. If you want us to keep a consistent schedule, let us know at thoughtsfromplayer1 at gmail.com. Also, I will will mail you that doctor's letter. (laughs) Please include (laughs) home address if you have a P.O. box, social security number... Uh, photo ID, if you could go ahead and send that as well, and then Duncan will get you that doctor's letter that you need so very, yes. very much. Yeah. All right. I think that is going to do it for us this week. Uh, next episode, like we mentioned, will be on detention in two weeks from now. And Duncan, <coughs> you want to you wanna take <coughs> us out? <coughs> That's all the beans in the pot, boys. Very good. Very Thanks. good. I worked hard on that one. Uh, We did vocal exercises for that. Play those vocal exercises. (laughs) No, those vocal exercises people already heard at the fucking top. I'll tell you that, folks. Good night, everybody. Or good afternoon. Or good afternoon. Enjoy. Bye. Enjoy your weekend. (laughs)